regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is exactly the same every week. As always, it's me, Matt Lees, with Stephen, Stephen Hogarty. Hello, it's me, it's Stephen. Stephen, hello, Hogarty. I love Stephen. He's my favourite person on the podcast, which is always just me and Stephen. It's just me and you alone Mm. in a bedroom. I know. I don't Um, know if it's a bedroom. It's a room with a bed in it. Yeah, it's more of a bedroom than it's ever been at the moment, although it is currently covered in board games and literally covered in board games, like a thin smattering. If you were to throw me on the bed and have sex with me, you'd need to sweep all of the board games off the bed dramatically. Yeah, and some of those board games are frankly just too heavy to sweep dramatically. And you'd have cards would fall on the ground and they all get mixed up, and that would that would really no, that would really be a problem. The mood. Be a problem for me. Yeah. And actually, my wife has just punched some of those out, so she'd be really annoyed if uh, if all the bits ended up on the floor in a big pile. That's true, and also that you're fucking me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, she'd probably be annoyed I've about that. I've kind of buried the lead with that one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. she'd be annoyed about that for a number of reasons. Let's let's probably not do that. How was your week going? Great. Actually, not great. Oh, no. Yeah, you were t- telling me earlier you've had some difficulties this week. It's the most tedious. I'm buying, I'm buying a flat. Woo! Uh, just all sorts of tedious property things. That just, Exciting, uh, being an adult. Yeah. There's something called a chain that you've got to deal with. Um, and there's, apparently you need uh, money. <laughs> I thought the whole point was the bank what? gives me the money to buy the flat, but they were like, um, actually, you need like tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah, it's quite expensive owning a owning a house. Yeah, uh, but Matt, do you or I have features for the readers? I this do. Week? I do have a feature, and so do I. <gasps> Shall we dance, Matthew? Let's. Let me just knock all these board games onto the floor. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Oh, I've done it now. Oh. Looking on my features like you want to be calling me all the time. I'm trying to check out my frizzy features behind all other time. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Oh! Uh, you know how in James Bond films... Um, They've got the introductory sequence, the, the the pre-credits scenes, right? Yeah. There's always a lengthy pre-credits scene. Yeah, and then there's a cool song. Yeah. And, like, they're getting longer and longer so that they, it catches you out every single time. Yeah, you forget there's going to be a song. And yeah. The world is alive with James Bond. <laughs> it's like 45 minutes in, and you're all like... Okay, this is this is, and this then is the strings good. kick in, and it's like, oh my god, it's the credit sequence, yeah. and it's halfway through the film. So I thought I'd uh, introduce my features that way from now on. So cold open, forget you heard any of this. You've just sat down at the cinema, right? Um, put your headphones on mm-hmm. and listen to regular features during a film, which is a weird thing to do. <laughs> it's a waste of money, but frankly. you're here. I am more than just a cat. I am an Iams cat, and I have smuggled myself aboard a Martian space probe in order to investigate whether there is any Iams cat food hidden in a crater on Mars. I have just heard an almighty thud from outside of the probe, which means we must have landed on the surface of the red planet. Time to go outside and see if I can find some fucking Iams in a ditch. 
It has four times as much nutrition as the next leading brand, and it might be in a crater somewhere. You are NASA's InSight space probe on a mission to carry out a seismographic survey of Mars. Can you stop the IAMS cat from spoiling your experiments? Oh, no. Not the IAMS cat. Yeah. So is that is that the James Bond thing? That's the there? intro. Yes. The, the bang. Yeah. I thought you were going to do a full song. No, we cold opened on an IAMS Diamonds cat. are for dickheads. <laughs> IAMS cat on Mars. He will eat all of the nibbles. <laughs> You are the space probe, Matthew, and you have a selection of experiments to carry out. This is a real space probe, by the way. It landed today. And I'm in control of it. You are it. I am it. Yeah, as we all know, since the the Curiosity rover taught us that uh, probes and rovers are sentient and have their own Twitter feeds. Yes, but Curiosity killed the cat. Will I be able to do the same thing? Oh, I didn't think of that connection when I wrote this. Uh, it's a shame, but Very I'm glad true. because otherwise I just would have fucked up one of your jokes. That's true. And this is called Insight and there's no famous idioms to do with Insight and cats. No, I was going to say there probably are some to do with Insight, but I was like, not and cats. No, I can't even think of one to begin to do with Insight. Insight fucked the pooch. <laughs> fucked the pooch. Right, here's your experiments, Matthew. Okay. You can choose from either A, deploy temperature and wind sensors, B, extend the instrument monitoring camera, or C, activate your heat flow probe. Hmm. I think I'm just going to, uh, there's nothing wrong with my instruments as far as I know, so I think I'm just going to go for the heat flow probe. Just check out what the heat flow is doing. You decide to activate the heat flow probe when the IAMS cat comes crawling out of the probe's storage compartments. (sighs) Mm. I'm not just an ordinary cat. I'm an IAMS cat, says the IAMS cat as he gets in the way of the heat flow probe. Mmm. What is this? Is it Iams? It doesn't smell like Iams, and I am an Iams cat. Meow. Your delicate senses are overloaded by the annoying Iams cat from the Iams cat ads. Talking animals make the noise that that animal makes as well. If they do, are they being like kind of condescending when they do that? I just, I'm not asking you, I'm asking more generally. Like, if a dog can talk and then it goes bark, is it like, I'm bark here? Look at me, I'm barking. Yeah. Or is it like, I don't know, this cat is a dick. You said you're not familiar with the IMS cat. No, I don't really watch a lot of, um, like, adverts. Uh, I watch nothing but adverts. That's fair enough. Uh, What really annoys me, and I've definitely mentioned this on the podcast before, is in the IMS cat ad. The IAMS cat is explaining the nutritional benefits of IAMS, the cat food. Right. Uh, a doorbell goes off. The cat turns to one side and tuts, like, interrupted by a doorbell. Right. It's like, fuck off, you stupid little cat. What? <laughs> doorbell's got nothing to do with you. It's not for you. You're not being interrupted. What it chosen what? to be interrupted by it? Yeah, like what? it's like when somebody like is trying to work in an office and then somebody's eating something annoyingly and then they go, "Oh, I can't work now can't work. because some." And it's like, well, no, actually, like that's you failing to manage your own brain. Exactly. I you think you're stupid cat. That really winds me up. Like it fills me with rage when that little cat touches. And somebody wrote that. Yeah, that wasn't like, just an off-the-cuff tut because that cat is not real. No, somebody wrote that thinking that was an acceptable response to what? a doorbell animated a cat doing that. I mean everybody's animating cats doing things these days it drives me mad so I don't watch adverts it's all just talking animals now 
Your delicate probe sensors are overloaded by the IAMS cat, and you involuntarily beam a two terabyte PNG of the IAMS cat back to Mission Control, who are now furious at you for goofing. You'd better get some real data uploaded soon, or they'll terminate the mission. Uh, let's do a, was it wind and temperature check? Can we do one of those? Temperature and wind sensors? Yes, please. You attempt to deploy your temperature and wind sensors, but the IAMS cat leaps in front of the instruments before you can take any measurements. <sighs> Meow. You'd have to feed me seven pouches of wet food to match the nutrition in a single bowl of IAMS. I am not a run-of-the-mill cat. I'm an IAMS cat. Back at Cape Canaveral, a giant picture of the IAMS cat fills every monitor in the room. The engineers take off their little headsets and hold their heads in their hands. They're about to abort. You have one more experiment. This is not my fault. <laughs> I'm doing my best. All they're getting back is... they, they think that they're going to get Yeah, and bits of fur. Oh. All right, I'm going to check my own... Instrument monitoring Instrument camera. monitoring, yeah. The instrument monitoring camera whirs into life. But it's not long before the IAMS cat is on his little fucking stupid paws again and fuck! padding across the Martian fuck! soil to fuck up your fuck! last remaining opportunity to do some real science. Fuck. But before he can interfere, your sensors detect a rich seam of IAMS in a nearby crater. Mmm. IAMS, screams the IAMS cat. I'm not just a cat. I'm an IAMS cat, so I'd better go over there and investigate the Martian IAMS ASAP. <laughs> the <laughs> I don't know why cats doing acronyms. It's, it's really funny to me, but it is. The IAMS cat trots over the horizon in search of the IAMS, while you get to study the seismology of Mars without interruption. Both of you have fulfilled your destiny and perish alone and afraid on a desolate planet. Thank you for playing my game. Thank you for everything so far. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just glad I managed to get some science back. That fucking cat. Yeah. Hoos and Houston go... Houston? Is it Houston or Houston? Houston. 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 It's Houston. Not Houston. <laughs> St. Pancras. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they, they're fucking loving it. They're loving it. Oh, yeah. They've got, like, um, reports of, like, magma on Mars now and Whoa. tectonic activity. And it's it's blowing their little minds. Blowing their tectonic tits yeah. off. Thoughts of the IAMS cat are put far behind them. Woof. Yeah. Great. Woof's the most inappropriate thing you could say at the end of that feature. It isn't when you've put a cat's memory, the memories of a cat behind you. Oh, yeah. It's I don't not... even remember what cats are. It's all dogs for me now. It's woofs from here on in. Exactly. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You squirty, birty. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You dirty, birty. Just been reminded of acronyms, and I had a flashback from when I was about... 15, 16, and uh, we did work experience. Not work experience, sorry. We did a Young Enterprise. I did it with Sean Bell of other podcasts. You know, Sean. Um, yeah. And um, we had to do a presentation in front of a room of actual business people for our company, and we were going to make T-shirts. 
spoilers we didn't make any t-shirts <laughs> like we didn't do anything we tried and did nothing but we had to give a presentation and we won the award for best presentation and i just remember there was one bit of like our aims like everyone was there like aims and they were like we want to make like this much money and we're like aims is an anagram of iams <laughs> that's true yeah. but we didn't um we had like we, we used a powerpoint template and it was like at one point one of the pages said like insert acronyms here etc and one of our aims for the company was what, like find out what acronyms are <laughs> we're like <laughs> and then yeah i just remember we got a really really big laugh from like most of our because it was basically we were just like 15 year olds being like we have no idea about you mean find anything. out the definition of the word acronym yeah yeah <laughs> like because we're like acronyms we're like that's one of our is don't know what that means <laughs> gonna find out what that means but now yeah i've come along a, a long way i know what acronyms are now i run businesses now but yeah, I just remember that being really funny. And <laughs> so you run businesses now, and you know what I know acronyms. acronyms are. I've come so far. Um, yeah, we tried to make t-shirts. Um, we tried to make a t-shirt company, but we just kept calling up companies that printed t-shirts. But because we did Young Enterprise at lunchtime, so we were always just trying to call for quotes on t-shirts at lunchtime. Yeah, no one was in. So uh, that was the beginning and end of our company. T-shirt printers take long lunches. That's what they say. That sounds like a mnemonic for something. T-shirt printers take long lunches. Is that the musical scale? <laughs> it does sound like it's something. It's an anagram or something really rude. It may be an acronym, Matthew. <gasps> oh, it's short for titty bum. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a treat. Titty, titty bum, bum. Titty, titty bum. Titty bum, bum. Titty bum, titty, titty bum. So, Steve, I don't know if you've been listening to uh, the Regular Features podcast. Um, I was on an episode recently where I was talking about a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, I wasn't here last week, uh, but I listened back. Um, uh, I struggled to see the comedy in your feature about how you're on antidepressants. Yeah, it wasn't very funny. Like, that's um, not what people tune in for, Matt. Whoever heard of a depressed clown? Yeah, I know, right? It's uh, it's really unbecoming of me, and uh, I wish I could take it back and uh, and make it funny, but I can't. It was pretty funny. <sighs> it was pretty funny. It was. It was, it was, I, I, I quite enjoyed having the little uh, twist at the end of adding a bit of regular features to that. Mm. Oh, it's not just me talking about this. I'm going to talk about something rude as well. Didn't see that coming, did you? Although it's awkward for people know me in real life. Kind of did see that coming. Did you? Well, I know your capacity for rudeness. <laughs> it's true. It's legendary. Although I don't get it out very often these days. You don't get it out enough, Matt. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> But no, I'm not talking about that, although I feel a lot better. Thank you for asking, readers. Um, I was going to talk about... I asked about... you before. I mentioned it before. No, no, no. The, that's, why I, that's why I was. I, I added readers, that, so I wasn't yeah, that, being that, passive-aggressive to you. That felt very pointed towards Oh, no, me. no, no. I was trying to do the opposite, because I was like, you've already asked me how I'm doing. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to be like, thank you for asking, as if to then throw you under that bus. Mm. But I actually pushed you out of the way of one bus into another bus. Yeah. But uh, no, Steve has already asked. He's a good friend. Um, but in just in case anyone else is listening, going, oh, Matt sounded like he was having a sharp time last week. This week, much better. Um, the mental state's a lot better. I feel a lot more relaxed, more able to focus. My energy levels feel a lot better. I don't get so tired so early in the day. And uh, wanking seems just fine. That's because I was most worried about that. Yeah, it was a bit unusual. Just the thought of you just going at it mm. and... To, like with no indefinitely nothing to show for it yeah no i mean no one wants that literally no one wants that that's this is not how, 
I mean, this is how I felt when I started taking vitamin B12 supplements. <laughs> I tried that. I did, <laughs> believe me. I tried all sorts of supplements before I realised, mm, maybe no, maybe your brain chemistry is fucked up. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about today. Excitingly. What do you got? I'm going to talk about something that happened to me when I was on holiday in Italy. Me and my wife went to a restaurant in Italy. Not going to lie, went to a bunch of restaurants. It's how you eat food when you're on holiday. It's great. You should try it. But we went to one restaurant and um, we walked past and we thought, oh, there's loads of people here. Oh, yeah, let's just go here. Fine. Done. And we got served the most incredible quantity of pasta that I have ever seen in my life. It was offensive. I've never actually been offended that somebody has given me so much food, but I was actually slightly angry because it was just it was just way too much pasta. It was uh, like a casserole dish almost of like... Wow. It was, you know when you get those big platters that are like for presenting lots of little sandwiches? It was like that, but full of pasta, like heaped. All for you? All for me. And it wasn't that expensive. And also, it wasn't that good. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't very good. What kind of pasta shape was it big thick wide ones like is it farfelli farfelli uh are the, the ones like, that look like toilet roll tubes uh no they were like um it was like really thick tagatelli yeah like like we're talking like quadruple thickness okay wow like really wide i know the ones like printer cables you know yeah. the, like yes yeah yeah like that but edible and it was just way too much food. And we started eating it and we were like, this is just hilarious. And at first, me and my wife were just laughing, being like, this is just silly. But as it went on, I was just like, no, this is fucking outrageous. It's like, the kind of pasta that if you were an Italian mummy, you'd be wrapped in. Yeah, exactly that. Like, And honestly, it was probably enough of it to wrap me in it. Mm. Um, I ate about two thirds of it, which was insane. Like that was the equivalent of like, I then had lunch the next day. And I had like a tiny amount of pasta and I was like, I ate, that was enough. That was my meal. That was perfect. I ate six times that last night before I stopped. It was just an incredible quantity of food. And because I was brought up very much with a uh, a grandma who was very much brought up in the north of England, you don't leave a dirty plate, something that's very instilled in me. Mm -hmm. And so I, it was hell for me. It was like, I've just got to try and eat as much of this as I could. But I knew the whole time it was an impossible task. Um... I was just angry. I was just furious that they'd given us so much pasta. And then when other people... I was trying to make eye contact. Some people need pasta. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I do... You know, I can eat a lot of pasta. Don't get me wrong. I, you know... Recipe will be like, mm, you know, 90 grams per person. I'm like, fuck you. 150. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. I'm gonna get you. But this was just silly. To the point where we had um, two American couples who were sitting on a table nearby us who turned up after us and were ordering after we'd eaten our food and i was like i was like it was like a scene in the walking dead or something where i was desperately trying to make eye contact with them while they were ordering or like looking at the menus being like don't do it don't do it you've got to be careful you don't want to do that they were talking about ordering starters i was like don't no and i couldn't make eye contact with them i was like no and even when their food arrived though i realized i was like actually these guys are really clever because this restaurant, it's a scam. It's a classic scam. And actually then I, my anger subsided and I became incredibly impressed in the what fact a, that... What was the scam? The scam was... It was 50 euros for pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working off the debt. No, it was really clever, right? Because it's like a really touristy town. 
tons of restaurants in season. Doesn't matter what your restaurant is. If you've got a restaurant, it's going to be full. But off season, everyone's trying to get customers. So this restaurant looked like it was full of people. It was full of people because no one could finish their fucking meals. Oh, wow. And also the table we were on was like right on the corner where everyone was like, because you had to walk through this like corner outside and we were outside. So we were at the table that anyone walking down the street had to walk past and look at. So it's that proper that thing of like, we were the advertisement. Yeah. Well, that's we the like, classic thing of, yeah, being seated in a restaurant. They put you next to the window. So we were like window plus eat. plus. Yeah. So it was like, these are the people who everyone's going to look down and go, oh, look how much food they've got. That's amazing. Did you, no one wants they, made food. You, they made you wear a little hat saying, I love this restaurant. <laughs> I love this restaurant. Uh, I Please will bring me more again. pasta. <laughs> Rate and subscribe. Five stars, TripAdvisor. I mean, they even took like a long time to take our plates away and then a long time to bring us the bill, which was like, these guys have got a game going on here. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was audacious. I mean, you know, we had jokes about it, like, you know, sort of joking my wife that we couldn't leave the restaurant because, you know, like the horse head in the bed, but you'd like wake up and they'd be like a lasagna in your bed. Like, you've got to finish this food, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was a um, really memorable moment on the holiday for me, being kind of aghast at, Incredible quantities of low-quality pasta. It's mm-hmm. not the sort of thing you want to remember in life, but it is. That's the nature of life. It's strange to come across low-quality pasta in Italy. Where in Italy were you? I was in um, Sicily. Bad Italy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say I wouldn't recommend Sicily. It wasn't terrible. Uh, it had some beautiful scenery, but it was very much like tons of American tourists, tons of cruise ships, tons of people just going to see where The Godfather was filmed. Mm-hmm. Some of the, we had some great food there, don't get me wrong, but some of the food was just like, yeah. And it was impossible to use like reviews because it was all like old people on cruise ships who had no fucking idea. They're like, this is the best pasta I've ever eaten in my life. It's like, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to a lot of places at like four and a half stars and they were just like junk. Um, but uh, yeah, next time Tuscany or Bustany. <laughs> Very that's, good. Uh, that's you, should, uh, you should read City AM's travel section. You find all I the, should. All of the uh, best places to eat pasta in italy that's all we do now (laughs) just the list of restaurants things you review are probably quite expensive aren't they yeah they're for rich people yeah i'm not rich yeah i'm not rich i got to go to restaurants with steven once it was great (laughs) we ate so much good food we can pretend that we're rich people do you remember the time we ate in a restaurant and like then it closed and you didn't have to even review it what restaurant was that i don't remember but we ate a, a fantastic meal um, I can remember the meal quite clearly. I think it had um, a like kind of greening, a greenish tomato, which was stuffed with maybe some crab stuff. And then we had some beautiful, like, I think it might have been steak. This was back you when think- you were still eating a bit of food. And it was pouring with rain outside. It was like torrential rain. Yeah. And it was a cocktail bar. No, it was a restaurant that was tying onto a downstairs cocktail bar. And then they closed it. But they it was so... They saw- how much how little we enjoyed the food and we're like shut it down (laughs) it was one of the best meals i've ever eaten (laughs) they actually served us i remember a uh, bloody mary which was chilled with an ice cube a disc of ice cube made of frozen bloody mary so it was like not distilling their drink at all it was incredible Um, that's why they went out of business and i remember it was one of those things where you'd be like oh yeah matt what did we eat last week and i'd be like this 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 but then like you just like oh i contacted they just said oh sorry we closed the restaurant sorry for any inconvenience it was literally the freest meal available yeah anyway i was just thinking i should fucking ramble i was just thinking that what would it be like i i feel i have come face to face with the largest pasta dish imaginable Mm -hmm. um and live to tell the tale but it got me thinking 
Imagine if things were more serious than that. Imagine if you were really looking at the biggest pasta dish imaginable. Oh. Would you be able to overcome that and live to tell the tale? Mm-hmm. How many mummies could you wrap at that? And now it's time to find out. You stand at the rim of a plate of pasta far wider and deeper than any man, woman or child could ever imagine. A sea of fettuccine that none have dared to even try and cross. Today, though, armed with a comparatively minute fork and spoon, you aim to delve into the depths of this main meal to prove to those fools back at the London Reform Club that this alarming dish does indeed have a bottom. Your trusty manservant stares down into the depths, a bleak demeanour washing over his brow. You'd swear that you can almost see the umami of this tomatoey void scratching softly at the edge of his psyche. A rogue strand of gigantic spaghetti flops out of the dish, a coquettish invitation to carbohydrate adventure. Tying the loose end to a nearby tree, you steady your feet on the extra virgin oiled slopes and gently lower yourself down. It's like a Jules Verne novel. <laughs> well clocked. Mr. Farfellini, cries your attention, attentive companion. Oh dear. Mr. Farfellini, cries your attentive companion. We have room in my satchel for only two items. Should you leave behind a tiny spoon of black pepper, your silver moustache comb, or your tiny little spoon of parmesan? Well, I'm not leaving my moustache comb behind no way. at any cost. No way. What that if would... my moustache become unruly mm-hmm. halfway down the pasta? Doesn't bear thinking about. Absolutely not. Let's ditch the black pepper because you'd hope that the pasta's properly seasoned okay. before you got there. Ditching the black pepper and moving on. With your manservant and satchel both firmly secured, you make your way down beneath the surface of this obscene, magnificent tundra of gluten. After barely minutes of digging, the light from above is dramatically dulled. Gripping a huge hunk of bread roll with both hands, you smear away the Alfredo sauce from the great translucent panes of pasta that hang just above you, allowing just a little more light to softly creep through. You'd heard rumours that the base of this sauce was more than just tomato-based. And these rumours have now fully bloomed into actual British fact. Below you sits a great boulder of beef. There's no telling how long it may take to burrow through. You have 80 days remaining to return to Old London. Should you explore this layer further to find a non-meat passage you might exploit? Or... Press ahead with the work of digging through this giant meat floor. First off, Matt, well done. Thank on, you. Um, uh, you know, giving off the Jules Verne's vibes so quickly that I picked up on it. Yeah, that's I'm, great. I'm happy with that. When you were like, oh, that's Jules Verne. I'm like, yeah, it literally is. Um, I think we should. Uh, we're early on in our journey. We're enthusiastic. We're ambitious. Let's go through the meat. You're going to go straight through? You're not going to explore a little first, see if you can find an easier way through? Well, now you put it like that, Matt, I think we're going to explore around the meat. I think it's just, it's probably for the best. Yeah. After many hours in the fettuccine forest, the prognosis for alternative routes is grim. This isn't beef, Mr. Farfellini. It's a solid wall of veal. It likely stretches right to the edge of the dish. We could try and find a thinner point to burrow down, but that may be a fool's errand. You slap your manservant firmly around the chops at the potential implication that you could ever be a fool. Will you begin digging down, or attempt to find an area 
where the veal grows thin. Hmm. Fuck the manservant. <laughs> no, is that... It's not an option, oh, Steve. Sorry. I didn't know. I was writing it just for you in this <laughs> intimate setting. Otherwise, yeah. I would have absolutely yeah. given you that. Just feeling horny. It's fair enough. What was the options again? It's been literally 20 minutes of podcasting this. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> it's fair. You can either try and find a part where the veal is thin, thin. or you can just start digging, because, you know. Let's let's probe the veal wall for a vulnerable thin section. Okay, you're still being horny right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. horny. A little bit horny, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. After many hours of delicately tapping... <laughs> Carefully, with the handle of the fork you carry like a spear, you eventually find a patch which sounds curiously hollow. The dig will have to wait until the morning. However, it is far too late for manual labour, your trusty manservant, to begin such physically engaging work. Is manual labour the name of your trusty manservant? Yes. Very good. It's pronounced manuel labour. Manuel labour, yes. Sorry, manuel labour. The next day proves swiftly fruitful. Chiseling away at the wall of beef slash veal, you stumble upon tremendous fortune. Within this mass of meat is stuffed a gigantic pocket of mozzarella cheese. Melodramatically holding his breath before submerging himself beneath the surface, it takes Manuel only a matter of minutes to carve away through the base layer, causing the blobules of cheese to swiftly drain away. But suddenly, panic! You hear your manservant gasping below. There is no time! Do you carefully grab the spaghetti rope and abseil through the hole below, or leap, devil be damned, into the meaty hole of the absolute unknown, Steve, knowing that your manservant's very life be me actively on the line, kept on hold. Sorry for the inconvenience. All of our operators are extremely busy. You can leap in or climb carefully. I'm going to save my goddamn Manuel. You're going to leap in? Yeah. Do it. I love him. Girona Macaroni! You scream at full blast, hurling yourself into the baked meat abyss. Steve, mate. <laughs> in, <laughs> I didn't realise I was writing this for someone horny. It's really taking on <laughs> quite a different tenor. In an attempt to soften the blow of your fall, you grab at the edges of the cavity below, but they rapidly give way, slowing you very little. Add 12 points of damage to your character sheet, and scratch out the character trait, doesn't like jumping. <laughs> Hold on, now I do like jumping. <laughs> yeah, now you, well, no, you no longer don't like jumping. <laughs> you not, don't necessarily like jumping. I've tried it and now it's... But it's not true that you don't like it. When you dust yourself off, you see what you must have grabbed on the way down. A scratched but wholly intact orb of mozzarella. On your character sheet, add four points to cheese. Mr. Farfellini. Is that what Manuel sounds like? You mustn't risk yourself like that. Not for a sidekick pauper like me. Are you a lot less horny for uh, Gone off him now, yeah, I think. He's not really. <laughs> yeah. It's no dream. How old is he? He's, he he's, sounds ripped. Quite, he's ripped as hell. He sounds quite young, he's though. He's 19. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> Down here, it is even darker. There's no way you can continue without light. And more importantly... No way you can continue without a light lunch. <laughs> oh, but blast it. <sighs> the tiny spoon of parmesan must have spilled out earlier in your journey. There's nothing for it but to eat your meal as is, without any additional seasoning or flavour. You manage to produce a makeshift meal of pasta, taken from the 
pasta that surrounds you completely. <laughs> the 20 mile deep it is pasta all in, around. It is under seasoned, but at least your moustache remains in great stead. Mm-hmm. But by the gods, what a disaster. You fear you may never see your home again. Feel the breeze of old Ingolan's sweet summer air to sap upon the teat of old milky blighty. Stooping for a moment to softly cry into the sticky walls, you slap yourself with a tendril of spaghetti and implore yourself to pull yourself together. Wiping the red sauce from your brow with your forearm, it is time to hatch a plan. Will you dig deeper with what little light you have, or use the light you have to dig wider? Deeper Deep, or deeper. wider. Oh, <laughs> fuck's wider. sake. What have mm. I done? What have I done? <laughs> I'm going to go deeper, Matt. <laughs> what I mean, if you, most of us don't have the option to go wider. <laughs> Let's be real. Drilling down into the depths with your trusty fork, you plow through meters and meters of pasta into the belly of the carbohydrate prison. The walls, slick with sauce, conspire to warmly crush you. Mm. Fuck. I I am always getting horny now. (laughs) Call the police. Your manservant above insists he takes a turn, regaling you (laughs) with... I'm sure he does. Regaling you with the touching tale of how he was born inside a bad cave and thusly has better eyes made for the dark. Will you let him dig or plow ahead yourself? Let him dig. <laughs> Why did we just say it like that? I think it just came out that the way. The fucking euphemisms in this are just popping off the page now. They were always there. I just I just never saw it. I mean, I guess, yeah. It's the nature of regular features. Mm-hmm. Passing the hardships of work onto your man, as is good and right, he digs for just under an hour whilst you amuse yourself with flippant thoughts of days gone by. Bunching at the Warpington Club, running the boats through Sister Bertie. Ooh, squirty, squirty! Scrumping for Susans down at Old St. Ives. Your revelry comes crashing to an end with a call from Manuel in the darkness below. Oh my! Mr. Farfellini! I can see a light coming from below! That cannot be, you murmur beneath your breath. That cannot be, Manuel! You scream at your manservant. You dig fervently, now as a pair your bodies smushed together in the man-made pasta tunnel. As minutes pass, you see it now too. A gentle glow, a warm aura, and then a brightness that almost hurts your eyes. Reaching with both hands, you tentatively stroke the origins of this alarming glare, stopped in your tracks by an unreal realization. Scrambling through your servant's pack for the correct volume of Encyclopedia de Pasta, you land upon the page you spent so many nights poring over as a child. Bioluminescent penne! You've reached the very bottom of this great pasta dish. Wearing the glowing pasta tube as a wobbly armlet to help you light the way, you rapidly dig, making your way to the bottom of this plate of pasta where you are promptly killed and eaten by a deep dish creature. The end! Oh, you ran out of time. At didn't the end, make didn't it out. You lasted three days in the pasta and nobody at the club back home will ever know that you found the bottom, which oh. means you lost the wager. Um, you just made some bad decisions along the way, Steve. But uh, I thought yeah. you had a good effort. I should have gone th- through the meatball at the very beginning. Yeah, 
maybe if you'd taken the um the black pepper then the seasoning in the food might have yeah buffed up your stats you could have fought the creature um could have just stayed at home with my rent boy manservant manservant yeah yeah, yeah. of legal age it was yeah. defined by the i mean you weren't sure i wouldn't have it any other way matthew um, should we move on? Yeah, <laughs> I, feel, I feel I feel weird. Kind now. of dirty now. Yeah, yeah. Is it the the pasta sauce or the? Because I've been smearing my thighs in pasta sauce as you've been speaking. Yeah, I really appreciate that though. Like I put a lot of effort into that script. Yeah. Slash adventure, and I really liked the way that you did make me pause the recording before we started, and I, I had to mm. bring out selections of pestos. We've got some Lloyd Grossmans, and you've just been like lathering different types of pasta sauce on different. Can't pastas. say you didn't get a reaction out of me. You've really got into the spirit of it. Thank um, you. I feel disappointed you didn't uh, finish the adventure. But <laughs> well, sometimes you can't finish the adventure, no matter how hard you try. You don't need to tell me, Steve. <laughs> I found out that for myself <laughs> last week. Thank you for listening to the Regular Features Podcast. It's been a fun old little time for us. We hope you enjoyed it. I've had a whale of a time. If you'd like to support the Regular Features Podcast, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash regular features and you can donate an amount per episode. I would like to... Uh, give a quick shout-out yeah. uh, of recognition to some of our newest patrons. Ooh. They're always joining the little patron club that we've got. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> little face. Ooh. Ooh. I've become like uh, a horrible mutant Disney character that needs to be put down. <laughs> it's like they tried to clone Goofy and it went bad. Oh, a bad Goofy. Oh, oh. <laughs> me. It was in like the Kill 1960s. Me, they had a bad goofy, didn't they? And they I'm managed just, to eradicate most of them. I've just found my like my party trick now. <laughs> <laughs> goofy in in aliens. Kill me, Donald. <laughs> well, like one of the Ripley clones. Yeah, like British. I can't believe this. I've been alive for like th- three and a half decades, and I've only just discovered my calling in life. This is ridiculous. Um, I'm gonna. Could you come up with uh, an interesting fact about the following Absolutely. men and women? Absolutely. Um, Needy Cat Games. Needy Cat Games. As a board game company uh, in Nottingham. Huh. Who uh, they're always hanging out with Logan, doing things in his pool room. Ah, well, I mean, I think they've probably ridden him like a horse, but if they haven't, then I hope they do. And I hope that they soon release the board game about riding log like a horse. That seems to be par for the course when you are riding log like a horse. It's par for the course when you're riding log like a horse. Joshua Mark. Mm-hmm. Inventor of the plaid shirt. Oliver Brummel. Inventor of the striped shirt. Rachel Callagher. Inventor of the normal shirt. And finally, HDX. I'm not going to say... Uh, the person's real name because perhaps you've called yourself HDX because you like anonymity mm. when you subscribe Probably to podcasts. Probably because you're a criminal. Yeah. Henry. <laughs> that's, his, that's his actual name. Henry and your crimes. I, can think of, I think we can get away with calling you Henry. I think it's fine to call you Henry and yeah. just to make you very aware that 
You will not escape your crimes. The gravity of what you've done will hunt you like a wolf. They'll catch up with you, and wolves are great at hunting. Mm. Thank so, you for yeah, thanks, thanks, Henry, <laughs> for this. Thank you, Henry, and thank you, everyone on uh, on Patreon who helps us put the podcast together. Uh, you know what? If you uh, can't support us on Patreon, uh, then rate and review us on iTunes, or just tell your friends about the podcast so that we have more uh, readers um in in the reader boat yeah we we put a lot of love into this and i think if we can't get so many people into this boat that it, it maybe is at risk of sinking then i think then that would be a real shame yeah uh tune in next week when we're gonna have another episode of the regular feature podcast <laughs> uh maybe with more than two of us on it Oh boy! Three cavals. <laughs> that, that bad Goofy is going to come back. Oh boy! I love bad Goofy. He's the uh, cool new kind. Hope you like him because he's going to be around for the next hundred episodes. Terrifying! I don't like him. <laughs> what is my mouth and brain doing? Let's make it stop. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>thanks for editing this one gav yeah thanks i think i think this will be a fun one to edit because i think it was fun i think it will be i think it's two good features i think gav's great at editing it's great i love him and, it's really sexy uh, as well i was looking he at does really him. good like i was thinking about gav the other day and i was like oh man like are you talking to gav now no i'm not i'm <laughs> i was just i was thinking about it. i was like it's transformation really he's just a different person picture of him and his dog on the beach when we first met him compared to now it's like he's just he's just a, he's just a crazy Boy, sex a bomb now mess well it was just like we all were like i mean like we just come on steve we were all just walking around just like we thought the clothes were just hooded jumpers and then that's it now i'm i'm wearing a normal jumper you're I'm wearing a shirt, wearing shirt buttons on. and gav is like some sort of tattooed Gav's sex monster like, we've it? all come a long way, but MVP, I think. Yeah. All right. Bye, Gav. I mean, I'm probably not going to go in, and this is going to go in, but you might have listened to it. Ha <laughs> ha! Joke's on you, lads. This is going in. It's a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Were you guys, like, leaving bits in on purpose uh, to make sure that I was definitely editing it? Like, my mum, before the cleaner used to grow into my nan's house, my mum would put, like, bits of talcum powder on the top of things to make sure that the cleaner was cleaning it. And it feels like that's what you were doing, peppering little bits of nonsense throughout, like this. You burp on the way down. I beep, I, you burp to yourself, hoping that nobody will hear it while Steve opens a beer. Hoping that Gav edits the burps and the beer opening fucking out won't. of this feature. He fucking won't, will he? Because we will know, Gav, if you listen, you listen to, to this, this bit, yes. or just put jingles <laughs> bookending the ends of our features. <laughs> it's a classic technique. We've all done it. And this. There is no time. Do you quickly grab the... There is no time. Do this again. You better fucking edit this, Gav. This is pretty good. <laughs> He's not editing this. <laughs> but I I did my job. <laughs> and I managed to do it. So no one can say that I didn't. Uh, also, this bit right now, this counts as a feature. So I want paying uh, from the Patreon. Um... Yeah, all right, all right, let's beef it up a little bit. Uh, all right, well, um, right, you're you're in the forest, uh, and then you walk. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, and where do you want to go? Left or right? Yeah, left is it? All right, sweet. Um, you walk a feather, and something. Uh, fucking Roger Helmer's there. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to give him a nice kiss on the cheek, or do you want to uh, end this podcast? 
And in the podcast, oh sweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Uh, yeah, let's do that right now. Okay, well done, lads. Bye. Uh, remember, this is a feature. <laughs> Coming over here. Oh, 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 oh,